0: Chase young is back. At least that's what we're hearing. According to head coach, Ron Rivera, who should be a pretty reliable source. And just in time as the commanders head into a must win game against one of the best defenses in the national football leagues today, our final look at Washington versus San Francisco on Christmas Eve, right now on the locked on commanders podcast, your daily podcast on the Washington commanders, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Fans of the Lockdown Commanders Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the wusa 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And as always, we thank you for making us your first listener, your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris the Rooster. Russell sitting right next to me, speaking right next to me. Both of us credential members of the media, covering your commanders. Chris is doing it for Team 980, where you can find he and Pete Methurst live every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. And You can find me writing about the Commanders at Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation.
1: Yep, indeed. Thanks again for making us your first view and listen of the day. Happy holidays, everybody. This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. So as David mentioned, Chase Young is officially back, we think, until something happens between now and whenever. (laughs) Saturday at 4.05, I guess. And you can never say never. But Ron Rivera mentioning to the reporters at Command Central on Thursday afternoon the final media availability, the final full practice before the team heads to San Francisco or San Jose, to be uh, specific. That Chase Young is going to make his debut on a pitch count or snap count. David, we don't know exactly how much that means. Probably somewhere in the eight to 10 range. Who knows? But what does this mean? How big of a boost is this mentally and emotionally for the commanders?
0: Yeah, you know, that uh, I don't know is going to be my honest answer. Like, I I would love to sit here and kind of pull out, you know, the pom poms and get the fans all excited for a Christmas Eve miracle. Chase Young steps back on the field and gets like, three sacks and 10 snaps against Brock Purdy in the 49ers uh, offense. But I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I can't tell you that's going to happen. I mean, this guy hasn't played football in over a year. And, you know, let, uh, let's – first and foremost, I want to say that I'm happy to see Chase Young getting back on the field. I'm happy that this young guy is getting healthy again and is getting the opportunity to go back and and do what he's – you know, what he loves to do and, and, and all these things. So I want to – I want to make sure I say that up front. But if we go back to the last time we saw Chase Young playing, the conversation was what? There are guys not playing within the scheme. There are guys not doing their assignments on the field. There are guys doing their own thing and they're causing problems. And a lot of those comments were associated with who? With Chase Young, who was not having the greatest season of all seasons. Now, uh, again, he ends up tearing his ACL against the Buccaneers last November. And I remember we've had a lot of conversations going forward about how this kind of parallels Nick Bosa, his former Ohio State teammate. Nick injured his ACL much, much earlier in, in that season. Uh, when he tore his ACL, but he was able to recover come back in the year. The Niners had to make a decision on his fifth year option. And a lot of people were kind of like, you know, maybe they will, maybe they won't depends on what happens. And boom, he explodes on the scene, double digit sack numbers. And he becomes one of the best defensive players in the national football league. So then you look at chase and typically you're talking nine to 10 months or so recovery time uh, from, from an ACL. So November means that he should be able to go maybe fairly early in the next NFL season. So, Perhaps this could be a Nick Bosa type of situation. And I remember asking Chase during the offseason if he had tapped into Nick Bosa at all. Said he had talked to him about some things he went through, some of his recovery things and, and all that stuff. So there's some parallels getting drawn there. Um, but this is a whole different animal now. I mean, we find out that Chase had surgery on both knees, not just one. And again, Nick Bosa, he missed that entire season, but he was back for the next season and got a whole runway of work to put together before the Niners had to make their decision. Chase Young, I mean. Three games 4 not even, not even full games. And then if the playoffs come, OK, maybe you get a full game or two there. I mean, you know, they, if they catch lightning in a bottle, you get all the way to the Super Bowl. So you'll have a handful of full games essentially to, to evaluate. But outside of this team going to a Super Bowl, Chris, I don't know how you put a full blown evaluation into Chase Young before you commit to giving him a whole lot of money guaranteed against injury.
1: So, I I mean, I might be going
0: too far down the road here as well. Like I'm beyond Christmas Eve, obviously.
1: Yeah, we've discussed it. And I'll tell you this. um, It was discussed in the press box on on Sunday night and a bunch of reporters, (laughs) quite honestly, uh, that were in my proximity and we sat separate. Um, we're we're absolutely convinced that they are going to put a fifth year option on Chase Young that you have to, and I've never been convinced of that. Uh, and and we are jumping a little bit ahead, but but that's because we we it's now David help me out here. There's 17 games in a season. There's one bye week. There's 18 weeks. It's week 16. There's three games left, like you said, and, and and who knows if this team is going to the playoffs and he, he's on a, a pitch count of eight to 10 snaps at least this week. And we'll see how he looks and we'll see how he makes it to Cleveland, assuming that he makes it to the Cleveland game on New Year's Day and everything goes OK. I mean, that's still not enough to sink a long term contract in and it might not be enough to sink A 2024, not 2023, a 2024 guaranteed placeholder tag on fully guaranteed no matter what happens over the next year plus. And again, yes, we're going a little bit too far down the road, but this is the decision this franchise is going to have to make. It starts with Saturday, eight to 10 snaps, again, would be my guess. My guess, again, this is just my guess, you won't see Chase unless it's probably third and seven plus, and you see if you can throw him out there on the right side, presumably, hey, against Trent Williams, maybe you mix it up and you throw him out on the left side on one of one or two of those snaps and see if he can go get Mike McClinchy and see if he's got some juice. The last time he played against San Francisco, it wasn't in Santa Clara. It was in Arizona. He tore them apart, including a couple of snaps against Trent Williams, in which he dived and darted and cut inside and dipped and made big impact plays in the run game, had a fumble return for a touchdown. Chase might just have a little something, something for the San Francisco 49ers. We'll see.
0: I mean, look, he's he's got a lot of reasons to be motivated, right? I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, and, and listen, the, the discussion on whether or not to, to to give him a fifth-year option or pick up his fifth-year option is going to be discussed wide and wide uh, widespread as, as we move on towards the same. But I think for this game specifically, like you said, pass rush situations, uh, I mean, look, the idea has been tossed around, a five one five type of formation. You put Ridgway there in the middle with John and with Duran, and you put Montez and you put uh, uh, Chase Young out there, and you essentially – Force the 49ers to either max protect or, or face one on one with really not a single. I mean, Ridgeway is, has proven to be quite disruptive himself in, in certain scenarios. So, I mean, uh, you know, or you can go with the speed package and, and maybe you mm-hmm. put James Smith Williams out there with Chase and with, with Montez. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of different options. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing for Jack Del Rio is coming into a game where you know that your defense is going to have to carry a lot of water in order for you to, your team to even have a chance to get, get a win in this one. Uh, they at least gives you a little bit of something that you can kind of throw out there for the Washington Commanders. Now, there are some players that are that may or may not be playing along with Chase. So we got the answer on Chase Young, Chris, but there's some other guys. Uh Sadiq Charles has already been ruled out on the offensive side of the line of scrimmage. So that's a guy that they won't have. Uh, but Cam Curl, Benjamin St. Juice, both questionable. You want both those guys, right? But but look at the Niners defense, Chris. If you have to have one, which one do are you taking in?
1: Yeah, more realistically, I I would guess it's St. Juice that plays. I mean, he that's what he said in the locker room the other night. Not that I mean,
0: he said on uh, Tuesday he was playing.
1: <laughs> right. Not that a player has never said, "Oh, I'll play," you know, early in right. a week and then doesn't play. But he's missed three games. I mean, it's not like it, yeah. you know, Curl was kind of added to the injury report. That's a little bit of a surprise. And then for him to miss the final practice of the week on Thursday on a short week, David, that. That's gotta be a concern. So I I would probably tend to guess if you're getting one of the two, it's it's BSJ. Uh, if somehow yeah. you can get two out of two, they need them, especially against McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk, so on and so forth. Uh, but if if we're looking at just one, I'd probably tend to say, give me St. Juice, because he can also match up. Against not only Ayuk, but he can also probably match up against a Kittle or help out uh, in terms yeah. of attacking the flats if or on a wheel route if Christian uh, McCaffrey is used in, in in that area.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, and I agree with you. And, and again, that's why I put the question the way I did because anybody out there who's like, "Oh, Cam Curl," you know, this isn't a, a value of a player in a vacuum type of thing. This is the opponent you're facing, and, and I think that mm-hmm. you need the length the downfield speed and the coverage ability uh, against this team a little bit more, you know, not again, Cam is, is great and you want them both back. Absolutely. Um, But I think that if you have to just have one, I think Benjamin St. Juice uh, is the guy that you would, you would, I guess, have to take and and give Cam a week to heal and, and bring him at, uh, bring him back against uh, Cleveland. So some roster moves are also made Chris. And then uh, before we move into the next segment, we've got some congratulations that need to be
1: handed out. Yep, absolutely. We'll go through this quick. Everybody kind of knows by now, but Jonathan Allen, Tressway, and then first-time Pro Bowlers, Terry McLaurin and Jeremy Reeves. We put the video up from the Commanders uh, at LO Commanders if you haven't seen it yet. I don't You know, don't know how you missed that if you're a Commanders fan, but it's up there. Go check it out. It's awesome. Avron uh, Rivera telling Tress Way and Terry McLaurin and then Jonathan Allen, but then really the emotional moment, Jeremy Reeves. And unfortunately, we have to kind of because of the game and because of the holiday and so on, we have to not give them maybe they're just props. But trust me, it's awesome. Congratulations uh, to those guys. And also Jahan Dotson was voted Pepsi Zero. NFL rookie of week 15 with a hundred plus yard performance and the touchdown against the New York giants. All right, David, coming up next, our confidence and concern points, plus our bold predictions.
0: This episode of locked on commanders is brought to you by Turo, the world's largest car sharing marketplace with Turo. You can book any car you want, wherever you want it from a community of local hosts across the U S UK, Canada, and Australia. Forget boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo.com. You can book that SUV or minivan that you need for a family trip. Get a pickup truck to run some errands or dive into that electric vehicle that you've kind of been thinking about. Maybe you want to get into, but you're not quite sure. Take it for a test drive and see what it's all about. Every trip is backed by liability, insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions. Do apply. Forget about boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo.com.
1: All right, guys. Did you know that driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal? That means driving high could get you a DUI. You certainly don't want that ever. You don't want it around the holidays. Trust me, you do not want to deal with that kind of problem. Everyone can tell when you're stoned. Everyone can tell when you're high. Don't think you can hide it. The police, law enforcement officers, They know when you're driving high. It's easy for them to tell. Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time, change how you perceive time and speed. You could hurt somebody or you could hurt yourself. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high. Get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. (laughs) All right, back here on the Lockdown Commanders podcast, we've got bold predictions coming shortly, but first we're going to share what we're confident in and what we're most concerned about pertaining to the Washington Commanders heading into week 16, 4.05 Eastern time, 105 Pacific time against the San Francisco 49ers. David, what are you most confident in when it comes to this Commandalorian team against uh, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers?
0: Ah, uh, the defense. You know, the, the Washington Commanders' defense. First of all, I'm confident that the defense is going to need to step up in order for Washington to have a chance in this thing. Uh, I said it on the crossover. If the Niners, to me, it's kind of a first team to seventeen type of scenario. If the San Francisco 49ers get to seventeen points before the Commanders do, they're probably going to walk away with this game. If they get above seventeen points, they're probably going to walk away with a win uh, in this game. That's just kind of, and that's more of a of a of a hat tip towards the Niners' defense than anything else. We know that the commander's offense has kind of been limited by their own potential and ability, but also the Niners defense is just that dominant and that disruptive. Um, so I feel like the 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 commander's defense has come in with 17 on their mind. You cannot give up 17 points or at least anything over 17. And that's why you want to see Benjamin St. Juice uh come back and help kind of minimize some of those explosive plays that the Niners have been able to get here and there with Brock Purdy. Uh, You would love to have Cam Curl back as well to bring some of that attitude and some of that thump and and kind of punish guys for going over the middle or coming up in the box and helping with CMC. Uh, But ultimately, no matter how they get it done, whether it's Jamin Davis, John Allen, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, no matter how they get it done, Jack Del Rio's unit, they've already been carrying this team right for the for essentially the entire season. But they know this weekend they've got to deliver the presents in order for this to be a Merry Christmas.
1: I will say this. They've got to be a lot better than they were on Sunday night. And I know it's not fair to blame them because theoretically they only allowed 13 points or whatever it is. Uh, but David,
0: no 18 play drives, no 18 play drives, no 100, plus, play yards, drives can't 100 have can't plus
1: yards have in nature. None of that stuff. I, I mean, I, again, I know Brock Purdy has played really well. He's Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. Last pick in the draft, right? That's, should tell you something, they had no sacks, they had no takeaways, no impact plays. They yep. have to force turnovers, takeaways in this game for the Washington Commanders to have a chance. Here's what I'm most confident in. We're going to see Chase Young. Uh, Chase Young. We're going to see Carson. We are. We think we're going we to see Chase Young. We're, <laughs> we're going to see Carson Wentz at some point in Saturday's game. I don't know, guys, Play. if it'll be... You know, at the half, I don't know if it'll be, you know, fourth quarter. I I don't know when it'll be. My guess, my hunch would be at the half or after the half. Mm -hmm. I just don't see Taylor Heineke making enough plays, making enough throws, moving the football consistently against this defense. You just talked about some of the players uh, and some of the things that they have. I mean, Bosa, obviously, but it's much, much, much more than just Bosa. Don't fool yourself to think. Hey, if they get blocked up on Bosa or if they get Bosa blocked up, it's going to be easy pickings. It's not. They are loaded in all three yeah. levels of the defense for San Francisco and D'Amico Ryans is aggressive. So to me, I think we see Carson Wen Saturday before it's all over.
0: I mean, look, it's it's hard to argue that it's definitely a possibility. Yeah? And like you said, that team is st- I mean, I think seven pro bowlers and then like four or five more alternates or mm-hmm. something like they've got a stacked roster. Uh, over there with Kyle Shanahan, those guys. Um, So that's part of the concern, right? Like part of the confidence that the defense needs to step up is also kind of part of the concern. But I'm going to take that a step further and kind of to your point, Chris, not only does the defense need to step up and contain the 49ers offense, especially on the scoreboard. But I think that in order for Washington to win this game, Chris, they're going to have to get points from the defense. It's not going to be good enough to just stop them. And honestly, he's not even going to be good enough just to get takeaways you either got to get takeaways in field goal range, right? So inside the Niners own 30 yard line, I guess is the, is the best way to put that mm-hmm. or a pick six, a fumble return for, for a touchdown, something Jack Del Rio's unit has to put points on the board, either by giving them the ball in field goal range and just telling the offense, don't blow it and just you know, get the ball in position for Joey to kick it or by, by literally physically putting points up on the board. And you're going to need a spark from the special teams. Sly slides Either got to be perfect or we need a kick return touchdown from a G uh, look, I was on I was on the air uh, on, on, on Wednesday with, with Linnell. I think it was Wednesday. I'm pretty sure it was Wednesday with Linnell. And he asked about the punt return situation, about why AG's not back there, why Jahan's not back there, why Curtis Samuel's not back there necessarily. And look, I would love to see it. I don't think it's happening, but offense, special teams, defense, all three phases are going to have to contribute to the scoreboard, not just in the game, to the scoreboard. If they don't get some sort of scoring contribution from all three phases – I don't think Washington comes away with this game with a win, and that's concerning.
1: Yeah, and just one note: Ag has had a couple of nice kick returns yes, that you know close. that they've either squandered or, oh, you know, in in one case was called back because of a penalty, uh, and or, or again they just didn't do anything. So he is close, and maybe Oops. he does pop one. And you're absolutely right if they can get seven. From the defense or special teams, hell, you know, they can get more than that great. I mean, obviously, uh, but that's a really hard ask. Uh, Here's what I'm most concerned about. What happens when the 49ers, if the 49ers, when they shut down the Washington run attack and make them one-dimensional? You might say, ah, well, Scott Turner doesn't like to run the ball. See, see, see what happened last Sunday. Yes, I understand the numbers were skewed last Sunday. There's reasons for that. But here's one thing I know. No matter whether it's uh, Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz, or Santa Claus at quarterback, you cannot, you cannot be one dimensional against this San Francisco attack and this defense or any really good defense. You might be able to get away with it against a terrible defense. And maybe not even. You can't be one dimensional in this particular game if you're going to try and win. And the 49ers are, David, only allowing 74.7 rushing yards per game, 3.44 yeah. yards per play against the rush. That is more than one full yard per play against the rush. Than the entire rest of the NFL by average. Think about that. Yeah. More than one yard below what the NFL average is. Think about that. In a and the game
0: think of about inches. Difficult. They're they're yeah. stopping the opponents from getting a lot of those inches. Absolutely. Exactly.
1: Think about how difficult that's going to make it if Brian Robinson can't be Superman or if they can't get something untracked. And if they're one dimensional, and then you give Bosa and, and and the crew time to tee off.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, that's this is a tough game. Like that's the bottom line. This is going to be a very tough game for this. You don't want to come into this game needing a win. And mathematically, you know, I guess Washington doesn't need the win, but I think we all can say realistically they need to win this game.
1: No doubt about it. Uh, And and you know, we'll obviously have to see what happens here, whether they cover the number and all of that. uh, You know, uh, again, I mean, they need a win more than they need to worry about. No offense, any uh, gambling interests or anybody trying to make money or anybody's fantasy uh, team and all that. So, I mean, they need a win somehow, some way. Not that their season's over; their season is not over. Uh, but they need a win in order to make it more realistically to make the playoffs. And speaking of gambling interests, our friends at Bet Online have you covered on this particular issue. Uh, an episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Uh, the commanders are seven-point dogs right now as we record this on late Thursday afternoon, David. That might go up. That might go a little bit low. It might go to six and a half and a hook, whatever it might be. Uh, Listen, a lot of people might think the commanders, hey, come away with a win, a moral victory if they keep it close, if they give themselves a chance. Here's the deal. They need to, again, not only win because of what's at stake, but they can't, again, worry about, you know, just putting in a good effort. Because good effort's not good enough. Not when you're in a conference game, not when you're in a spot like that. But here's what we want you to do. Go and put your confidence down on the Burgundy and Gold. Or if you think the 49ers are going to rock and roll with this one, check out our friends at BetOnline.net. They have all the lines, all the spreads, all the totals, first half, second half, in-game props, all sorts of different action for you at Online where the game starts.
0: All right, time to get into our predictions. Bold predictions, score predictions, all of it. Chris, give us a bold prediction for what we think is going to happen Christmas Eve in Northern California. I'm just going to put it All
1: right. Uh, Well, this one's kind of connected to uh, what – you know, we talked about last segment with Carson Wentz coming back in, and I'm going to say, David, Carson Wentz, we see him after halftime, maybe for the entire second half. That's my guess. That's my hunch. And I think he gets sacked four times in a half of football.
0: but
1: mm. mm. if Carson
0: Wentz that? is coming in, then you know things didn't go well in the first half. So I don't know what that looks like, but yeah. Um, it might be time for people to queue up the uh, the classic Christmas movies. That might be a better better. We don't want to, we don't want to steer people away from watching the Commander. So I'm going to go a little bit a little bit more pleasant with my bowl prediction. You're going the Krampus route. I'm going to go to the Santa Claus route. Jeremy Reeves, Pro Bowler, in celebration for what he's got going on and what he's been able to do. I've mentioned it. All three phases got to come up in this game, Chris, and got to step up and do something. Jeremy Reeves is coming up with a special teams takeaway. solidify that that position. Any doubters, which I haven't seen any doubters, which is great. Any doubters out there, any other teams, like our special teams guy should have been in there over Jeremy Reeves. I don't even know who that guy is. Jeremy Reeves is going to show you who he is He's going to come up with a special teams takeaway on Christmas Eve.
1: I like that. He's, I believe, a 91.2 on pro football focus on special teams. Best special year.
0: teams player in the NFL, according to John Bostic, when he was on the Locked on Gators podcast uh, last week.
1: There you go. We posted a clip of that as well. Uh, and uh, uh, and thanks to our pal Turesh for uh, pointing out what Absolutely. he did about what John Bostic had to say about um, Jeremy Reeds. All right. My key player, David, I'm going to go with Montez Sweat with the return, mm-hmm. you know, of Chase Young. Uh, of course, that adds to the rotation of F.A. Obata and Casey Twohill and James Smith-Williams. Montez Sweat wasn't really a huge factor last Sunday night. Some of that was because of what the Giants did, uh, but it needs to be a big factor, or he needs to be a big factor. I mentioned McClinchy earlier. Maybe sometimes they switch him to Trent Williams' side. That's not going to be easy, obviously, duh. But Montez Sweat needs to be that difference maker, that impact yeah. player that the commander's defense so desperately needs.
0: Absolutely, he does, and and uh, a big game from Montez would be would be everything that the Commanders need. And then you know what? Maybe we get three sacks and twelve snaps from uh, from Chase Young. My key player in this game is going to be Jamin Davis, and and I think that uh, we haven't talked about Jamin a lot recently, and I think that's both a good thing and I don't want to say bad thing, right? But you want to see we we would love to see more splash players. from Jamin. He's made some splash plays. Don't get me wrong; he's definitely come up in some moments. But I think this is going to be a game. When you've got guys like Brandon Ayoub can work the middle of the field. George Kittle can work the middle of the field. CMC can do his thing. Containment, smart angles, and playing things well and playing to the whistle because these guys don't quit. These Niners do not give up on a play. is going to be super important. There's going to be opportunities for Jamin Davis to make plays. So still might get a gain, right? But, but holding a, a, second, sec, or a second down gain to two or three yards versus five or six yards because you ran all the way through the whistle and were able to come and help make a play, Those kind of moments can be very, very key against a team like this one. So, Jamin Davis is the key player that I'm looking for on the defense to really help uh, make an impact. Neither of us picking an offensive key player. And I think it's because we all know who the most impactful player on offense is going to be on Sunday, right? It's or on Saturday. It's going to be Taylor Heineke, and how well he does or doesn't do is really going to dictate a lot of what happens on offense. Score prediction time, Chris. Uh, The Niners favored, uh, according to Bet Online, by seven points in this game. I do predict the commanders covering but like i said i think 17 is the magic number the commander's defense can't afford to let this team get above 17 points so i kind of incorporate that in my score prediction i do have the niners winning though 21 to 17 and again moral victory time a lot of people are gonna say look you keep the 49ers any offense 21 points you have a chance to win sure you know, But eventually that sticking point, that conversation point, is going to get old, and uh, I don't know how much people are going to want to hear about that coming out of the Christmas weekend.
1: Yeah, and, and that's why I kind of mentioned that. I mean, moral victories are great, but you know, it, it's time to shine. It's week 16 of the season, and I don't want to say this is a must-must-win game, but it sure would make the next two games and your playoff chances much better. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. I think you could already uh, tell which way I'm leaning in this one. I just think the 49ers – you know, they have a little bit more at stake than people realize even though they won the NFC West last Thursday, they're more rested, they're more fresh, they're at home, whatever that means, it's not an intimidating atmosphere. I think they're going to win this game 23 to 10. Uh, And, you know, again, this is an important game for them because they're looking at the best possible seed they can get. And with the Eagles scratching Jalen Hurts already and going with Gardner Minshew against the Dallas Cowboys, you know, that could drop them back down. Uh, Maybe they don't clinch the number one seed and maybe San Francisco somehow, some way, finds a way to at least lock up that two seed at some point here or... Who knows? Maybe they find a way to eclipse the Philadelphia Eagles. So they have a lot to play uh, for as well. So unfortunately, both of us going with the 49ers, David giving them uh, the commanders a better chance of keeping it tight and competitive. We want to wish you guys real quick,
0: quick, Chris, Um, just talking about the playoffs, right? The commanders lose this game. Regardless, commanders fans, you need the Panthers Vikings and the chiefs to all win their games this weekend because they play the lions, the giants, and the Seahawks, respectively. The Commanders lose, and all those guys lose. The Commanders still have a 33 percent chance of making the playoffs. Not terrible, but not great. If the Commanders lose, and all those other teams lose, so the Giants, Lions, and Seahawks win, the Commanders go down to six percent. It's not over, but pretty much over. So you and definitely
1: what,
0: Panthers, and Vikings, and games, uh, Chiefs. That's what you want.
1: Yeah, and that's with two home games left. Think about that, right? right? Right. I mean, you most of the time you wouldn't say just a 6% chance in, in that spot. But, you know, again, this is, this is the predicament you put yourself in by not getting a single win out of two divisional games against a very beatable Giants team. We want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, Happy New Year if you're not going to be with us, uh, Happy Hanukkah if you celebrate that, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, whatever you do, however you do it, celebrate with friends, family, uh, your kids. Uh, Eat good. Eat well. Do all the smart things. Uh, Go to go to Total Wine and more and celebrate a little bit, uh, you know, and do it responsibly. Right. Do it responsibly. But we want to wish you the very best. I'll be with you after Saturday night's. Uh, on Christmas Eve, late Christmas Eve, uh, after Saturday night's game in Santa Clara against the 49ers. David will return after that. So just, again, stay with us. We're obviously on a little bit of a different schedule and calendar uh, coming up next week. But we want to thank you, as always, for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories in the sports world. 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game reacts, uh, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. For David Harrison, who is covering the Washington Commanders Fresh SI.com's fan nation, Commander Country, I'm Chris Russell, one after the Russell and Ed Hurst show on the Team 980 with Pete Ed Hurst. If you're out and about, please be safe, kind to one another, slow down, don't you dare drive like a maniac. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast.